Hey gang, this episode of the We Speak English Good podcast is brought to you by Moded. Go to modedhellamoded.com and get your embroidered patches. You can get some pins with with blood in, blood out characters on it. You can get Wu-Tang patches with your favorite baseball team's insignia inside of the Wu-Tang insignia. You can get headwear. All kinds of shit, and they update the website all the time. Go to modedhellamoded.com and, and start shopping today. M-O-D-E-D-H-E-L-L-A-M-O-D-E-D.com. Go there now. Now on with the show. Fresh. Fresh. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Jeremy Nostradi, a.k.a. J-Rock. J-Rock does a Facebook live feed uh, every once in a while called J-Rock Live. You can find them there on Facebook and uh, it's actually J-Rock Live or at J-Rock Live on Instagram. Uh, he has done tour management. He's done uh, management, artist management. He's done all kinds of stuff. And most notably, he's worked with uh, the reggae band Tribal Seeds, which is out of San Diego, California. My old stomping ground. Oh, I miss you so much anyways he has a he has a great resume and right now he's currently doing great things for the arizona reggae scene right now so uh definitely go give him a follow give him a shout do all that uh and, and we're gonna get right into talking to jeremy here in a second but first go to rainmystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com and check out the new album 1018 I, I had the honor of penning a few of the songs alongside my beautiful wife and we really enjoy the album and we think you will too while you're on the on the website <laughs> rainmystique.com uh, go to the experience tab and find out where we're playing around uh, the Toledo area Toledo Ohio that is not Spain not that fancy <laughs> I wish I was that fancy Aww. anyways while you're out on the internet go to wespeakenglishgood.com and check out the redesigned website and uh, I update it sometimes but you can go there as well uh, <laughs> More more than that, I would like to send you guys to the Instagram, the We Speak English Good Instagram. There you're going to find easy to uh, moderately hard tutorials, very quick ones. Uh, I just posted one. It's a jazz run in C minor uh, on the piano. So I'm multi-instrumentalist. So I, I post new tips and tricks. I post uh, uh, bands that I like. Uh, performances and sometimes my performance it's a party over there you should it's i i definitely like to think of it as as it, it i like to think of it as an extension of we speak english good.com because there i i publish a lot of of cool and interesting stuff go follow me come on stop being a pussy i'm sorry i didn't mean to call you a pussy ladies or gentlemen or other i i didn't mean to call you a pussy i just was you know getting passionate 
about sending you to my Instagram at We Speak English Good. You can also follow me on uh, Facebook at We Speak English Good, but it's basically the same as the Instagram, but a little less cooler. <laughs> also, I want to give a shout out to Moted uh, Apparel. They are our sponsor for this episode. Go and check out their website, modedhellamoded.com, M-O-D-E-D-H-E-L-L-A-M-O-D-E-D.com. You can also follow us, uh, or I'm sorry, you can you can subscribe to us on iTunes or or Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe, please like the the podcast. Uh, please comment, please rate us, give us a five star if you think we deserve it. It fucking helps. I'm telling you, it helps. So um, that's about it for that. Um, yeah, so I, I think we're done with all this shit. Let's get over to Jeremy. Let's go and check out J-Rock <laughs> Oh, by the way, just real quick before we get into this conversation, I just want to state right now that I'm not a fucking Trump supporter, okay? I don't like him one bit. And uh, I just, not at all. I don't care about his policies or anything. Like, I just don't like him. And I'm not going to vote for him. <laughs> I'm just telling you this because the, the, the conversation starts out hot on, um, on a political topic. So if you're not into politics, maybe skip forward like a few minutes. Uh, but, but I just wanted to state that I'm not a Trump supporter. I was listening back and I was like, wow, some people could get this, but I clearly, some people could get the wrong idea that I am a Trump supporter, but I am not at all. So I'm going to say it again. I am not in for Trump. Um, and okay. So then I start talking about, uh, this person that I just get out of this heated conversation with, which is my wife, Raina. But for whatever reason, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, it's my friend, and she's real fucking hippie, and blah, 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 blah. For whatever reason, I just didn't want to say it was my wife that I was arguing with. And so it was my wife, and plus I give it away when I say, you know, our son. And Okay, you'll hear what I'm talking about. So that's enough about me. Here's... <laughs> I really set this up for success, I tell you. Okay, there's Jeremy Nistrati. Nistrati? Jeremy Nistrati of J-Rock Live. Go fucking check him out. Here's our, here's my conversation I had with him. What's going on, man? What's going on, J-Rock? Uh, what, what's, what's going on with you? Shit, man! I just got out of this like super spirited debate with uh, a really good friend of mine. I don't know if I should pull you into it because, but it was like very spirited. Oh, and, and I feel like an asshole. Okay, so it's totally politics. So I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like I'm right on the tail of this conversation, and this is a very close friend of mine, and they're saying how, um, you know, like. If you vote for Trump a second time, then I'm writing you off. And I'm like, well, you know, that's half the country. 
And I'm not a Trump supporter by any means, any means at all. Okay, like I'm sorry I'm opening the show like this, dude. Uh, yeah, but you just got fine. you got pulled into my fucking my my conversation I just had. So, um, <laughs> so what no I was problem. saying, I was saying that part of the problem that we're having right now is a communication breakdown and the unwillingness for both sides to even listen or have a conversation with the other person. And so I was saying that like. Uh, by saying that you're writing off somebody for voting for Trump twice, it, it, you're writing off half the fucking country right now. And she was like, well, I just don't trust them. And I was like, well, let me tell you this. Our son is about to go to school, and I can goddamn guarantee you that fucking some of those teachers are going to be Trump supporters. And so we have to trust that he's going to go to school and come back, and he's going to be taken care of. So no matter what... We have to trust half the fucking country. And if we are writing them off and, and not trusting them, how are we ever going to get past this divide? And so I was called a Trump supporter. And then I was also <laughs> I was also called low-key racist. And, uh, of course, my white male privilege was brought into it. And... and, and so I, I, I just, like, and, like, that's not me at all. Like, uh, first of all, I'm half Mexican, but I'm light, so whatever. <laughs> and and uh, so, I don't know. What do you think, J-Rock? <laughs> well, let me, let me just tell you about politics. Um, <laughs> politics is very corrupt in many ways in my, my eyes. So it's very hard for me to, to comment on any of that because politics a lot of times because people can't digest the information um, the same way individual that's delivering the information um, it, it, it creates animosity and many people aren't I don't want to say um, immature but they are closed-minded um, and, and so it, 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 it's just something that I, I, I think some people just want to talk to hear themselves talk and, you know, so I, I, I witness it on the daily. Um, I try not to get involved in a lot of those aspects. Um, I try to just spread positivity every once in a while. I, I wake up and you know, make a comment that I never regret anything, but maybe say, hey, you know, maybe that wasn't the greatest decision. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, on that aspect, you know, telling someone that, you know, they're going to write you off, um, you know, I mean, I'm always down for a tax write-off, you know. <laughs> You know, um, spoken like a true businessman, you know, so, you know, I mean, on that aspect, I mean, hey, you know, I would just uh, roll him a fatty, play some reggae music and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, that just erases everything. And, and if it doesn't, you know, you don't need that person around you anyways. Well, so. and, and, and you know, it's not like, and here's the thing that it's like, I, I, I don't all the way disagree with the person I was talking to. So it's not like, but it got heated to the point, like we were in some kind of disagreement, but there was just this fundamental thing. And I think that fundamental 
difference was is like at one point that the person I was talking to just stopped listening and just said, you're talking nonsense. And I'm like, I'm talking peace is what I'm talking. And you're and, and the person I'm talking to is a is a smoker. It loves reggae music, loves fucking like a very positive person, very beautiful. It's like a beautiful soul, like very liberal, you know, but but. And so what I'm talking about is I'm pushing peace, and for someone to reject peace, I feel like it is is antithetical to to what they believe in the first place. And I think that is where the problem lies: is that fundamentally we're 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 ignoring that we have more in common than not, and we just aren't talking. And, and, and because... that's go ahead. And that's the truth. I, I witness it on the daily and I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, please. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to jump in here because, um, um, this happens a lot, um, in relationships. Yes. Okay. Um, so, and I'm not saying, I don't know if that's the situation. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it, it happens in relationships the most. And people tell me I should be a, a, a psychiatrist, you know, but I need my own psychiatrist. So <laughs> I'd have to, I'd Amen. have to have my own psychiatrist telling me what to tell the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, I've experienced some of these cause I am, uh, with my own significant other. Um, and she, you know, is very strong willed and, but you know, uh, we have disagreements on the way certain things should be and the way that I look at things and the way that she looks at things are completely different. Um, but you know, we choose to just not speak of a lot of those things that we know, but at the same time, I want her to understand the view that I'm trying to come across, but then she shuts me down, Mm. you know, which, and it's okay because I'd rather her shut me down too because I don't. It, it it should never come between each other. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes it gets kind of heated, and then it's like, why are we? You know, or it almost like makes us like we're two opposite people, right? You know, in in, in a sense. But it, you know, in, in the end, you know, we 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 take a breath and. And life happens, and then another Trump speech comes on, and then we have a whole nother topic to talk about. So, so you know, it's just the way life is, and you just have to digest it. If it's that person, if it's if it's not a significant other, and it's somebody else, then you got to choose. Do you want this person with their negativity, and and and, or do you just want to accept that they are hard headed? And like I would do, and you know, as long as they're not a violent person, and and you know what I mean. Hey, they're entitled to their opinion, and hey, that's their opinion. You know, I respect it, and I might not agree with it, and I might be, you know, in my head like, what the hell is this? You know, but at the same time, like it is what it is. I've learned this life. You just have to accept it. You know, when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. You know, yeah, here it is. And and is. and so so thank you to atmosphere. So. But yes, so go, yeah. So that's you know, I mean, that's all I can give you on that input. No, no, I and, and I know. appreciate it, and I know I came in hot here. I, it's all good. I know that's it's a, all good. I know, know that's a crazy to, way to know, start something. You know, I, I I try to be very neutral. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. Know, honestly, uh, just because you know, I, I 
I'm not a, a, a celebrity by any means, uh, but, you know, I try to be a little public figure and try to be a source of information for a lot of people out in, in our reggae world. And, um, you know, and that's how kind of J-Rock came to be, you know. I like yes. it. I like it. So let, let's actually shift to J-Rock. And if you could, if you could just give everybody sort of um, a rundown of like your, your, your work credits of who you worked with and what roles you were in. And just so people know where, where, where we stand here and who I'm talking to. Awesome. Well, um, my name is Jeremy is my real name. Um, and, you know, I'm from Orange County, California. I was born and raised uh, in Orange County and uh, um, just recently moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And Phoenix, I'm actually in Gilbert, Arizona, but I moved out here because I toured. And so I will just say of how I got here. So how J-Rock came to be is from touring and meeting, you know, uh, amazing people. Um, I toured with Tribal Seeds um, for three years uh under what uh, position were you traveling um i was the merchandise manager um i also did operational manager uh duties um you know i uh uh did whatever it took to make sure the the shows happen um i i occasionally did uh tour management duties um as well as um, um any anything i needed to, to do for the band like I was the man, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're from San Diego, California. Um, they're currently uh, touring right now with Slightly Stupid um, and uh, Montesiahu and Hyrie, uh, which they're just crushing it. And yeah. uh, um, so basically, with Slightly Stupid, there's a lot of history there because that's the first band that I met when I came into uh, the reggae scene. Um, I had never met anyone and never met tribal seeds. Um, and I met the legendary Don Carlos and, uh, he was actually the first individual I met before I met slightly stupid. Um, at, you know, uh, I was in Las Vegas, um, and, uh, you know, just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And, and history happened. I met, you know, Don Carlos and Kyle and, uh, slug and, uh, from atmosphere, you know, I mean, it just was just unbelievable um, experience and journey um, from that point. You know, at that time, I, you know, I have a culinary degree. Um, I um, manage restaurants currently, and uh, basically, I am um, back in the field. I'm not doing too much touring anymore, but I, you know, toured with for. A long time with with tribal seeds you know several years um got to see many parts of the country um and my hard work and uh, work ethic i uh, was basically dubbed j-rock which j-rock means you know they always said that i rocked you know that i just i was always hustling making sure shit got done and and you know making sure the band was taken care of and whatever duty i was doing and you know i i handled it and and so everybody just started calling me J-Rock and it kind of rubbed off. And it just was J-Rock at that time. And uh, how live came into the whole thing was like, I'm a people person. I'm a merchandise manager. I'm in front of people. Um, I, I would bring elaborate setups to every show. You know, you would have 20 
different tribal seed shirts, you know, five different hats, every album, you know, you know, vinyls, you know, beanies, stickers, everything, you know, I just would come all out and I would bring it around, around the globe. Um, and you know, I was a hustler. I, I, you know, um, I love music. Um, I met a lot of cool people. Um, and you know, from several years, you know, I've been married. I'm celebrating my 14th year oh, uh, wedding anniversary this year. Thank you. Congrats, um, man. That's not uh, easy, so I, man. That's not yeah. easy. <laughs> so, you know, we're going on almost 20 years together. Wow. Um, and then I have a 10-year-old son. Who's um, awesome and yeah, adorable. You know, yeah, so five, you know, he's in fifth grade now. And 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 that's, that's a whole other story in itself. And so... Uh, that's a big reason why I'm not touring anymore. I went back to my old blood of back, but now I put on all sorts of shows here in Phoenix. Um, J Rock, just J Rock Live. I'm in the live. I'm in the now. I'm there. I would go live everywhere backstage. People would be able to, you know, talk with cool. You know, I do my my little Facebook lives that are starting to to gain, you know, the traction that they used to have. Um, you know, uh, about a year ago, I used to do it pretty heavy and I used to got hundreds of people that would watch me just doing my, my little Facebook live for an hour, playing some tunes and, 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 you know, uh, now I can just go to work and I come home, I see my family, I put on great shows. I got great, great, um, I got the movement coming here to Phoenix. Uh, I got K-Bong, uh, supporting with Johnny Cosmic, um, and my band that I'm working with, the, the Conveyors, that are uh, um, supporting that. And so that's awesome to have the movement, which they're just killing the scene my right God, now. My God, dude, they fucking came up so quick, too, man. <laughs> they, like, yeah, like so, it was like, uh, I remember seeing them, where the fuck were it? I don't even remember where I saw them, but I remember seeing them, and, and they were just, I mean, like, they haven't been around for that long. I mean, I don't know if you know anything about them. I, I don't know. I do. Much. I do, actually. They're, they're, they're good friends of mine. Um, uh, we don't talk a lot, you know, uh, but, but you know, uh, professionally, it was one of the last bands that I, I worked with before I, uh, um, you know, just got more into putting on shows and, and promoting more of the scene. Were you, were you um, managing them or were you just, you no, just no, I never them? managed movement. I never was involved in any aspect, but just helping in the merchandise side mm. and was going to mm. go on tour and sell, sell merchandise for them and help them out. Yeah. Uh, you know, not never on that aspect. Um, um, really I managed merchandise for, you know, I did stuff for the catch a fire. I've done stuff mm. for many, 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 many bands from Natalie rise to, um, uh, the expendables to, I mean, I've worked with, with, I mean, tons of artists, um, from many levels, uh, uh, you know, back in the day with uh, the beginning of, you know, Arise Roots and, and Ayaterra and, and, you know, watching all these bands grow, um, has been pretty, pretty awesome. Even fortunate youth, you know, working and, and managing, uh, Gonzo for a couple of years, um, as an artist, um, you know, I've brought a lot of great, you know, talent, you know, uh, a lot of these bands already want to come to these cities. You know, I just help find them good places that people enjoy, you know, music. Uh, and that just happens to be last exit live. I've, uh, I've done uh, probably over 30 shows there. Um, and it's been, 
just amazing. Um, recently, we had a band uh, you might be familiar, Skanks Roots Project. <laughs> uh, and just they 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 slaughtered it, and people were just jazzed about those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, they, I heard they did okay, but I heard that their asshole keyboard player left his recorder there and uh, then had to <laughs> then fucking bothered people until they sent it back to him. Yeah, I, I, which, I got it. I, I saw that in an email somewhere. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, which, you know, which I want to say thank you very much. Uh, Absolutely, like bro, that anytime. was that was so clutch. And actually, we're recording on that recorder right this second. So like, t- I just came from another podcast using the recorder. I mean, like, I use this thing like every fucking day so like it just means so fucking much to me that you did that dude like it's just it's just fucking forever a j-rock supporter man fuck it no so, problem so, so it, it made it it wasn't smashed or no that's, no that's no it's working perfectly um it's awesome. happening right now baby um awesome. yeah, but but Beautiful. I wanted to I, I wanted to get into kind of more of your your life. So uh, what what was uh, do did you have a do you come from a family uh, of music uh, lovers? Uh, I I usually ask people if there's a lineage of musicians in their family, but but you were saying that you're just a music lover. Or do do you have a do you have a lineage of, of business? And, and, and I have a lineage of business um, in my family. Okay. Uh, art, art, artistic, uh, you know and. Um, you know, a lot of creativity in my family. Um, you know, I have uh, three brothers and three sisters. Oh wow! Um, you know, so okay. I got a a pretty good good size uh, um, family. Um, you know, I have you know different siblings that are from my dad's side and different siblings from my mom's side because you know my parents are divorced mm. and uh, they divorced when I was young. So um, you know, I was always back and forth. You know. Um, and, you know, so my mom, uh, you know, has been my biggest supporter um, and, and uh, you know, she lives, I literally live right across the street from her. Oh, she uh, lives in Gilbert, too. Yep. She lives literally, Aww. you know, kitty corner, you know, two houses away. Oh, that's so uh, nice. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm able to see her and, and uh, um, so my family side is great, you know. I mean, uh, well, I can't what, complain. Did you? Did, so, what did your parents do? Did you? Were you, did your dad? Was your dad like a business owner, or I mean, because like you obviously are, are entrepreneurial. You obviously, uh, you know, like you, you, you obviously have business sense. I'm just curious on where where that might. Yeah, come my from. dad. My dad, uh, you know, um, was uh, owned a couple uh, clothing companies, very well known clothing companies, hmm. um, and uh, you know, so my dad was very wealthy. Oh, and my mom had you know her own event company, and uh, you know we did we did well, you know, uh, not. You know, we, we, I, I live both lives. You know, my mom was more middle class and my dad was the upper class. And so, um, a lot to how I am today is living that life and being a complete oblivious to, you know, um, you know, that's why, you know, I, uh, money is evil, you know, because my mom, my mom didn't have all the money, couldn't give me all the things that I wanted. But my dad had all the money, and he can give me everything that I wanted. And and you know, and and when you're young, and you're 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 you just you know, you just I don't know. I just I just didn't have a heart, or whatever it was, um, you know. And then you know, I hurt my mom, you know, because she wanted to provide a lot of those things. And and so you know, when you're go back and forth, mom, dad, mom, dad, mom, dad, you know, and 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 so it's just. Uh, I have a, a a very big respect for my mom because uh 
you know, I put her through a lot of, you know, uh, craziness and, and, you know, with my dad just kind of, you know, had a lot of money and, you know, I haven't seen my dad in 10 years, so I couldn't tell you where he's at. Um, uh, but I have a stepdad that's been in my life, my whole life. That's just like my dad. And, and, uh, you know, we live right across the street from each other and, you know, I have, uh, my my wife's parents that are uh, they're divorced, but they you know we see them both, and and you know our son gets to go and see lots of grandparents, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 uh, you had a so so your your upbringing was a uh, was it sounds like it was a little a little a little. Um... A little stressful. I, I mean, even though I know, even though like maybe you had access to money and material things, uh, there's still stress that comes with that, especially between two parents divorced. Um, I'm sure you you spoke about that how it hurt your mom and stuff. So I can imagine that. Uh, so I'm I'm just curious, why did you drift away from your dad? I mean, it it, it seemed like you had a relationship with him, I and mean, we don't have to talk about this, by the way. We can just move on. This doesn't. We don't have to go into. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you know, I mean, my dad is, uh, you know, uh, I don't really even know. I just kind of was just, I've always been my own person and made my own decisions and, and, and slept in the bed that I, I, I made, you know what I mean? Of course. And, and, you know, um, um, sometimes they're good decisions, sometimes they're bad, you know, um, um, I'm not, um, on the street, you know what I mean? I, 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 I I'm, I'm, you know, I'm making it, um. Um, but you know, it's, it's just kind of, I don't know why we drifted away to be honest. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I had a crazy childhood, so, you know, I, I hurt both my parents a lot. So, um, you know, um, were you a wild child? Uh, I very much was, I absolutely <laughs> was. Um, were you in and the... that's a big reason why I don't drink a lot. You know, oh. I might have a drink socially every once in a while. But I'll, you'll never see me like really like slammed, you know, yeah. unless I'm at like a company event or <laughs> around like, you know, people that I really love. You know what I mean? Right, like I'm right. not I'm not a drunk at a bar. I don't go to bar just to have a beer and watch a football game. Like I'm 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 you know, if I have some buddies there, you know, like, they're, you know, and they're all having a picture, there's probably 10 percent chance I'll have a beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, you, I feel you, know, man. So, you know, so. Um, you know, and there's a lot that goes into that because, you know, I was a wild child, you know, um, I've, I've, I've lived life, you know, I'm 39 years old. I'm almost 40 years old. Um, you know, I'm not a, a young buck anymore. A lot of people are like, man, you're, you know, you're 21. I look 21. You know what I mean? I'm, right. I'm grateful that I got great genes, you know, that make me, make me appear young. You know what I mean? But, but inside my body's breaking down and I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the music and, and, and all of that, um, you know, motivating me to, to, to better health and, 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 and long time, uh, um, you know, I, I do what I do. J rock live loves to see people smile. That's exactly why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what, what draw, you said you were educated in culinary. What, what was, uh, what was sort of what, what made you want to get into food? Well, my mom owned, you know, an event company and mm-hmm. I saw her at lots of events and, and, you know, and I always was intrigued by, you know, economics and things like that in school and, 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 you know, and, and I just went that direction. And then I realized that I was something I was good at, you know, and, and then people saw that I was good at it. And so I just excelled and I learned more and, and, 
And, you know, I didn't go to no prestigious, you know, school, uh, but I got a certificate and I learned the basics and I have 99% of mine is hands on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a, you know, I work for the Angels. I work for House of Blues. I've opened Rainforest Cafes. I've, I've worked for, I've worked for the highest grossing, largest volume restaurant in the country, you know, and I can say that I managed it. You know what I mean? And that's a big goal for me, you know, and. And, you know, so and that's Rainforest Cafe in Disneyland, you know, yeah. um, you yeah. know, and, you know, that place, you know, has a lot of tables and, you know, there's 200 plus tables in that place. And, and, you know, we crank out, you know, uh, uh, four to 6,000 plates every eight hours, you know, oh, damn, like it's a, it's a lot of food, you know, <laughs> it is so, a lot. <laughs> um, you know, and that's when, you know, now I work for a Mexican restaurant here in, in Phoenix and I, I, uh, I, I do operations. I'm, I'm, I'm currently working at a store and we're getting it back on track. I, I do all the events and catering and we got a food truck and all that sorts of good jazz. So I'm just uh, grinding, bro. You know? Oh yeah, totally, man. Totally. So I, I was just curious. So what, so I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just curious on like, since you were doing so much and and you've worked with such high level bands and now we're gonna get into music so <laughs> so um what what was your day to day like on on tour with like tribal seas what would be your day to day you would wake up and the first thing you did was what and then take us to the rest of your day all right well we would wake up um I would wake up and depending on what time it was um no, I actually wouldn't even matter what time, but I'd wake up and I'd <laughs> go in the lounge of the bus if, and, you know, the bus would be moving. I'd grab the bong and I'd take a bong. <laughs> so that's God, God honest truth. I believe All you. Right. All right. <laughs> on the Tribal then, Seeds bus, I do believe that. On the Tribal Seeds bus, yep. <laughs> and then uh, we would go, uh, you know, so we would the bus, you know, then depending on if anyone's up or if it's just me, it just depends on a lot of different scenarios. But, um, if it's just me, then I'd probably go right back to bed. Um, <laughs> and then the bus pulls up at the venue. Um, once the bus pulls up at the venue, um, then, um, uh, depending on what time it is, you know, usually there's an estimated load in time, 12, one, whatever it may be. 10 8 depending you know wherever you're at and uh you know we'd get up you know i'm in charge of all the merchandise and i'm also do operations so i i don't really whatever happens you know like if i have to whatever i have to do to get the job done for everybody in the team that's my job you know what i mean so so you know and then um, merchandise i go and set up all the merchandise as the guys are setting up the stage, getting ready for the show, uh, I make my displays. I get everything ready, get up my loaded, all my stuff loaded in, and then once I'm all set up, depending on what time that is, um, you know. Well, usually when you wake up, you know, you try to get food first, but not always you can get food. So there might be like a, a buffet um, at the venue, or if there's not, there's some sort of per diem uh, where they give you, you know, some money where you you can go buy food. Um, at anywhere around there. Um, uh, great thing was is Uber Eats and those type of things uh, came in very handy. 
yeah. um, because because they could just bring you pretty much whatever you wanted uh, right to the the, the bus stop of the door because we're parked at the venue, so you just put the <laughs> venue address and you know you put in the notes tour bus. And, <laughs> Go yeah. the tour bus. Yeah. So. But you know, um, and and so then we load in, and and the band does their sound check, and and depending on you know if I'm I'm merchandise, so once I'm set up, I'm done, you know. So the doors usually don't open, so I might, you know, have a couple hours, depending on what time. I might have an hour, I might have thirty minutes, or we might be late. It just depends on the scenario. And if I do have some extra time, I go back on the bus. So after you know, we fit food and 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 all that stuff. Go back on the bus, chill out, watch some TV. You know, um, you know, and you know, if there's something cool in the in, in the area, and we have enough time. You know, like we'll we'll walk down, and usually it's within walking distance because I don't have the luxury like the band where they go on at ten o'clock at night. You know what I mean? So they can just hang out. I got to work. You know what I mean? Well, once the doors open, I'm at the merch booth and I'm selling. And I don't even know where the band is at that point. You know, what I mean? <laughs> right, <laughs> you right. know? so so the doors are open, and I and I'm rocking and rolling. I'm selling merchandise, and and people are happy, and and uh, you know, then the opener starts, and you know, I'm I'm still at the merch booth, and then usually about the time the headliner goes on is the time that that when I'm always with the headlining band. So um, most of the time, uh, um, you know, that's our break time. You know, so we'll. I'll go and I'll watch the show or, you know, whatever. And a lot of times I'd go and I would throw out T-shirts and hype up the crowd, get them ready for the, uh, you know, for tribal seats and then announce tribal seats. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so sometimes you would even MC sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, nice. You know, and just, you know, and, and give a shout out and, and you know, and, and make sure people are checking out the merchandise booth and, and, you know, finding out all the local info on, on all the you know current info on on the band, you know, and then then the show's over and and then the merchandise gets packed because everyone wants to get their merchandise, you know, like, um, you know, usually the, the the opening band, they're already getting ready to pack out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I got a line out the, out the door. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I basically, um, you know, help all the. I'll help all the fans, you know, get them whatever they want. And then, then by this time they're already on, you know, breaking down the stage and everything and they're getting everything lined up and my merchandise set up. Like, even though it's big, it was very efficient, very quick, uh, breakdown. Um, you know, just because of how I had everything set up, it was very easy. Uh, it was like a big rolling cart. I could just roll this cart in and, and take the lid off of it. And, and, you know, all my, all my small wares were there. You know, and and my register and all that kind of stuff, and then, um, you know, and then we do that load in, and then on to the next scene. You know, then after that, it's usually like, you know, one or two a.m. bus call. Um, you know, then you just got to make sure that if you do, but by the time I'm done, it's twelve thirty. You know what I mean? I'm already so on beat. You know what I mean? I've been working, you know, since nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning. You know, so you get, you know, and plus you're chiefing all day. You know, so. <laughs> You know, you, you you get a little tired, you know. Yeah, of course. And so like everyone's, you know, the band's got all this energy, you know, and all these fans want to like, you know, and I just want to go in my bunk, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, the band has has friends in every every area code, so you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, just depending on what city we're at, you know, and it's 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 you know they're having a uh, their their parties and 
and you know but sometimes you have no choice but to be smack dab in the middle of them you know what I mean? where, else, where else are you gonna go you right know what I mean? like you know right. especially on the rainy days i hate that those days because like that's the worst it's like nobody wants to be on the rain so everybody's in stuck inside you know what i mean you're like dude like like this is our home this isn't like i mean yeah. you know but but you know as long as they don't go back into our personal area that's that's all we ask you know as long as you stay in your lounge area like it's fine, you know, because we can get rid of you. But, but <laughs> once you start going and 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 people start going into like the bunk area where like that's our area, that's when it gets a little like, all right, guys, dude, okay. Time Unless you're go. a band member or somebody that I know, you know what I mean. Like, there's a lot of personal effects here, like you know, bonus. Yeah, yeah. outros, yeah. bitches. Yeah. Oh my get god. Out of here. I mean, so. like, okay, so. I, I just picture the scenario because I, I'm not a drinker myself, and I mean I, I used to be a drinker, but I just can't handle. It. It's like there's no way I could handle a music career, and an and an alcohol problem. It's just it wasn't gonna happen, and and, and that's why my music career started when I turned thirty, because that's the year I quit drinking. Gotcha. But gotcha. But uh, you know, when you're traveling with bands, not everybody's on that journey. Most of the time, right. bands are not on the sobriety journey, <laughs> and I smoke no, crazy and, weed, and, so I'm not sober. There, but you know what I mean. I've, right. I've toured with you guys. So you know? I, I, I picture you <laughs> <laughs> after a long day of work, just surrounded, uh, you know, by people that you might know or may not know, being loud, music's loud, people are drinking, having fun, and you're meanwhile you're just trying to like sleep. And all you got, <laughs> and all you have is just the party raging on. Um, I, that's something I still deal with. <laughs> yeah, no. I sometimes still, you just gotta, you know, I'm like still that person because sometimes you know, and and, and SRP Skanks Roots Project isn't anything near what Tribal Seeds on. We're not on that level, so we're still, uh, we're still like. You know, we're still we get hotels, but you know, if someone offers us a a place, we'll gauge it. I mean, most of the time we'll gauge it now. You know, yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. we'll be like, okay, let's go check. Not so much anymore. Now it's mostly hotels because we just don't like dealing with random things that we can't control. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes yeah, exactly. it does happen. And for so, sure. And so, uh, you know, sometimes you're just stuck in the middle of it. All you can do is put in your headphones and just like, okay, just don't steal my stuff. I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least I have a roof. You know. What I mean? Exactly. Like, okay, exactly. Just, it's just being thankful that you're you're not like sleeping outside or something. No, you're absolutely right. You know, and and, and you know, and I've, um, you know, I've never really had to experience the bandwagon. Um, but I, you know, I've, I've, I've done short trips, you know, mm. um, you know, with the tribal seeds crew, you know, and yeah. it's not fun, you know? And, and so I can only imagine, you know, being <laughs> carted around in a small little vehicle, you know what I mean? Right. Whether it's a Tahoe or not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's fucking, or a suburban or whatever you got, you know? Yeah, it's, it's no, still, totally, man. Still, yeah. Still, yeah. you know, it, it, it uh, isn't it, it, to drive 10 hours, just like sitting and just, you know, and then have to get out fuck it and then put your heart into a show you know night yeah. after night that's that's not an easy task and, and, and that's the thing that people get confused about being a musician is is that they think it's just like you just show up and your shit set up and it is for some bands like tribal seeds you show up and your shit set up and everything's perfectly tuned the way you like it but for the rest of us it's like you're you're lugging equipment around 
sometimes the venue you show up at doesn't have the right sound equipment and you have to cobble together a sound system you have to duct yep. tape fucking microphones the the to fucking uh to drum hardware and shit it's fucking craziness <laughs> son it's craziness but it's uh but i love it so much but it's so exhausting and people really think that you just that you just you, you just wait around until you rock out and 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 it kind of is but it's but in that waiting it can even be exhausting because oh, you're just yeah. sitting there you could just be sitting you could just be stuck somewhere like well we can't go back to the hotel because we got to stay here or whatever it is sometimes there's a situation where you're just stuck somewhere for hours and then you have to go on and it's it's a very exhausting and, and mentally and physically draining job and 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 I think the misconception that that misconception <clears throat> you know it, it's what drives people to think that musicians are lazy or musicians are drug addicts or or they would you know like or or even further you can zoom out and and show it as you know music is not a viable career to pursue right and, yes and so, like, I mean, you know, I ask a lot of musicians, is like, were your parents supportive? Because that makes it, it a lot of times that makes a huge difference on what, who they and how they become, what kind of musician they become. Because there is this oh. stigma against music and being a musician. There, Go ahead. there absolutely is, and it's very expensive habit. It is an expensive <laughs> habit. That is for sure. It, 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 it's, you know, uh, it's, it's. It's less than a percent of bands make it. Yeah. You know, and and so whatever genre you're shooting for, you know, only a small percentage will make it to the top of those genres, you know, and and, um, you know, so you have to, to to to, you know, know what it takes to get to that. You know, I'm not saying that any band can't get to those levels, but you got to put in a lot of work. You got to put in a lot of a lot of hustling you know what i mean and and day in and day out of marketing and 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 you know promotions and and fan shout outs and all that jazz you know what i mean and and it's very man it's hard it's it's hard so yeah. i like to work with a lot of young musicians um and uh skank roots is is you know i've been working with you guys for a while yeah um, no definitely you know, definitely several years now i think it's yeah well that's five years so. that's part of the, our history there is that that for for a time you were helping us out with gigs and, and you were like really and i was talking to zeke keely about this i was talking to zach and gay about because we because you came up and we we're just giving the shout outs and i was just like oh dude jeremy has always been like a champion of of like the up and comers like because because you've always been you've always had your hand and your feet in like the the major leagues but like you've always extended out your hand to the the you know to the guys coming up to the minors and so uh you know you know we're lots of dick riding going on but you know it, it to make it short is like you know we're just showing appreciation of that uh what what sort of what kind of drives you to wanna like even though you have access and and at any time I imagine you could probably go back to working with these bigger bands if you wanted to, uh, but what what is it that makes you wanna you know take a step back away from your role with these big guys and, and go and, and and invest your time into smaller acts? Well, 
Um, the most of the smaller acts um, are are local or or close bands, um, you know, to the western region. Um, the working with the big bands, I could totally do that. But as a, as someone who's been married, that's married, that has a ten year old boy, um, you know, I've I've missed a third of his his life, you know, just because I was touring the world, you know what I mean? And I could continue to tour the world, um, but just realize that it's just not, not for me, you know, um, uh, it, you know, there's plenty of people touring people that are married and have kids and, and, you know, um, and every scenario is different. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I just went back to my roots of back into the culinary side of things and, and, you know, doing events and I've always, and that's why I do events and catering still with the company that I work with, because I, I like to entertain. I like to, to, uh, whatever I put my hand on, I want it to shine, you know? So like, I want people to have opportunities that, you know, uh, I was never really given a lot of opportunities. I made those opportunities, you know, I wasn't giving them, you know what I mean? They didn't come over here and say, Hey, you know, Jeremy, like, Hey, you, you know, like, no, I had to apply myself and I had to, 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 to see something that I, I had a goal or a vision or, or something and make it come to fruit and, and, and not stop until I got what I, what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like, like to, to make me truly happy. And, um, I loved the road. I loved all the guys on the road. You know, I, I, I never really had, you know, any bad times or any, you know, with any of the guys on the road, I've always had, you know, positive vibes. Um, but you know, with the family end of it, it was very tough. I was always on the phone home and, and you know what I mean? It just was very, very, uh, rough on my wife. And, you know, she has to basically raise a, uh, you know, single mom, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, so now I'm back and I have a, you know, it's not a nine to five. I'm, I'm, I'm still an executive manager and, and I am on call 24 hours a day. Um, you know, at any time I could get a call and I have to go and, and go to one of my restaurants or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's, uh, it, it's what's, what's good. And, and, and here I still work with a lot of, you know, acts that come through I don't really work with them. I just promote them. And I, I, I want people to, to have good, good, good experiences at these shows. And that's a big part of why I do what I do is because I want people to number one, to have opportunities that, that some people would just turn a blind eye or are too busy to notice or, or, or too incourteous to, to reply to an email as courtesy um, or, or, you know, like I, I try to be the opposite of all those negative people and not be a saint, but, but I don't know when I do those things, it makes me feel good. So <laughs> that like, that's a good know, answer. Like, so I don't know what else to, to say yeah. besides like why I do. And they're like, Oh, well, you know, there's always this figment that, uh, that I'm, we make all this money. I don't make shit. I don't make a penny doing what I do. You know what I mean? Every now and then, you know, the venue might throw me a, a little hundred dollar bone, but, but all these shows that I put on and I, you know, that you know, no one pays my cell phone bill. No one, you know what I'm saying? No one pays my internet bill, you know, like, you know, it, 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 it I, I do it because I love doing it. 
and it makes me makes me happy you know and and it makes me happy seeing other people happy and 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 you know and, and being able to spread a great message of of just love each other and 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 just enjoy your life you know that's just basically what it is whether if you like reggae music if you like rock music whatever you like you know what i mean it doesn't matter just um um you know, live life how you want to live it and, and just be a good person, you know? I, I yeah. love that. I love that. I, so. I, I liked your answer to the question, like why? Because even 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 when you were deeply involved with Tribal Seeds, I mean, that's when we first started working together, uh, you know, with Janelle, Janelle Phillips and, and, uh, and, and SRP and stuff. You were still mm-hmm. deeply involved with uh, Tribal Seeds. So, so even when you were, you know, deeply involved busy. with the big guys, busy, you were still driving to 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 put your hand out to other, not give out handouts, but I'm saying you had your hand out to help people up. You're trying, you're bringing us into these venues and and trying to get us through that. Uh, I, I just. Uh, I like the fact that it's like you just like to do that because it made you feel good. And like that's absolutely, a, that's absolutely. A, like you know what I mean. Like, that's like a, even that's, when I worked with you guys, answer. I didn't make any money. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I mean, I, like when you were working with, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine anyone making money off of us. Yeah, back but, then, but, so. but but still, I I invested. I saw a dream that you guys had. Yeah. Okay. I saw you guys were good people. Um. You know, and 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 I wanted to. Uh, first, it took me, you know, uh, a year to figure out what who was in the band because there was some, <laughs> you know, because we had so many different members. I know. You know. Well, I mean, it would be yeah. like because when it first started, like I think Ian was in the band, yeah. and, you yeah. know, like and fucking like all these different guys. And, and, and now it's not even. I mean, it's it's uh, it's weird. It's perfect now. It's perfect I think so now. too. I think so too. I, you finally, you got I think, to where you need to be. I think. I think yeah. if we had Danny Dread, I think it would yeah. be that way. If, that if, too. If he yeah. came back, I think that we would be so unstoppable. And, and yeah. not that we're not now. I'm just saying, like, I miss Danny Dread. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. <laughs> I miss Absolutely. Danny Dread. I miss Danny Dread a lot, man. Um, for for sure. For um, sure. He was great, and you know, we got we we were fortunate to do you know lots of shows with him um and you know like you said we did we did some runs together and i just and you know and i was still working with tribal Seed yeah 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 you were remotely you. you were remotely yeah. uh hooking us up and it was great it was fucking you know it was a great it was a great uh you gave us great opportunities um, yeah, and you know and that's what i just love to do you know what i mean and that's kind of what i'm doing for the band the conveyors right now the conveyors uh what well, we, fucking we got well let's link up man let's get them on the show do they got any albums coming out or what uh so yeah so i got some some new stuff uh not really an album but we have a uh, a couple new uh uh, tracks that we're going to be releasing and uh, uh, hopefully an EP uh, by the end of the year. Oh, um, uh, they've been just grinding in the studio and just you know rehearsing and and just really trying to 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 you know make it happen. You know they have uh, a show with the best um, mm. um, on August 10th here at the Rock Bar, um, and then on uh, August 28th. Um, um no i'll take that back uh october 7th i'm sorry october 21st uh i'm sorry did i say october yes august um. 21st okay august 21st catch a fire they're supporting catch a fire here at the marquee oh nice um, 
So that's a, a, a big opportunity right there. Um, and, uh, um, and then on uh, October 17th, Friday, uh, they are playing the main stage at the Apache Lake Music Festival. Um, so, um, we got them that opportunity and, and, um, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, we're just kind of focusing on the music. We're not trying to, oh, oh, you know, uh, play too much. We're just kind of giving people a little taste of, of, you know, who we are. I can send you a track. Um, and, uh, um, you know, you can, uh, you know, give it a listen and, and, and let me know what you think. And then, you know, we're going to re-release it. We're still fine tuning some things, like I said. So the best way to, to visit the conveyors, um, is to uh, check us out a live show or, or visit the conveyors, um, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can also follow J rock live on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, so that's J R O C L I V E. Um, and, uh, you can, uh, uh, also join the J Rock Rockers because uh, that's another uh, um, uh, fan page, um, and it's just an information hub, just a place for people to get away from their regular lives and 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 talk about things that they love, and uh, that's just really what J Rock is about: is to provide a platform and an opportunity um, uh, to someone or some something that may not have had those opportunities. Um, you know, and so people have blessed me with, with good things. And I, in turn, like to pass them on to someone else. Now, yeah. could, so. uh, could you talk about, uh, AZ roots now? Because fuck it. Uh, I, I had no idea that the Cal roots guys had started planting seeds. Out so, in, so yes. So this, but is you Dan have your Sheehan. hand in that now too. Uh, and, and it's not really that I have my hand in it. I'm just, I, 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 I you know, I, I know Dan, I know them. Um, you know, I help out in any way. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't have any official title on the Cali roots staff or the Arizona roots staff. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, J-Rock Live and, and my personality of, of, of who I am and, and the relationships that I have with the Arizona reggae bands and the reggae scene here, um, you know, I'm sure has some influence of, of you know, so we have some meetings uh, uh, scheduled here. Um, you know, as we get a little closer, we're still, they're still uh, determining who um, the, the, the main acts are going to be. Um, once, once, you know, that's solidified, um, then we have a meeting set up to figure out what we're going to do on the local side of things. Uh, there's a lot of components that goes into putting on a festival. A lot of people don't realize how many steps uh, there really is. And, and if anybody knows how to do it, it's the Cali Roots family, um, because those guys hands down, um, uh, came into a new area that they'd never been to and crushed it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I saw those and, pictures, you know, man. They were fucking so, incredible. Those pictures from last year. They, a they sea of people with the fucking yeah. Arizona sunset. I mean, damn, yeah, man, that's so, beautiful. You know, so I want to shout out, you know, Dan Sheehan, uh, the whole family, uh, ineffable family, you know, um, you know, from Root Fire family, um, you know, yeah, Reed Foster, you know, you have Thomas Cousins, you have uh, Dan Sheehan, um, so many, um, you know, Lalo, you have all different people that are involved in, in many aspects of making all this happen for the artists, for the fans. Um, and that's kind of why I do it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not compensated by any of them. I'm not, this is not a paid advertisement, you know, uh, I, uh, uh you know, <laughs> furthest thing <laughs> from baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I'll tell you, you know, I'll do whatever I can to support, um, 
Um, those guys, I, like I said, I've been involved in lots of different festivals. I've seen lots of different shit shows, <laughs> as I call them. And, uh, you know, um, some people just try to go too big without growing at a steady pace, you know. Um, and some people just like to come out the door, you know, guns a-blazing. And, and uh, when that happens, you, you, you miss a lot of the small details. And the small details are what the fans look for. And mm-hmm. that's what I've learned um, is when you pay attention to the small details, you have lifelong, you have loyal fans. You have mm-hmm. people that, that, that love you and appreciate you because you appreciate them. You know, um, there's festivals out there that are just a dollar sign, you know, Um, and, and, you know, and there's, there's, there's a few um, promoters here in, in Arizona that are the same way. They just got big, big fat checkbooks and, and, you know, and, and they, they just try to, you know, uh, do things without any real knowledge of how or who the type of festival that they're trying to put on. Um, you know, so, um, you know, it's, it's about fan experience more than it is the people that are playing the show. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it's, it's, I want to know, like from the parking, from how you tell me how about the show, like everything it has, there's a lot of ducks that need to be in a row in the right way. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, so my hat's off for those guys because they, they, they've done it for 10 years. They're going on their 11th year. This is the second year of Arizona Roots. Um, um, you know, I couldn't be more happy to help out in any way. Um, so I'm just, uh, I'm blessed to, 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 to know so many awesome people, um, and, and, and see some great, great things come through. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, no doubt. No doubt. Those Cal Roots dudes really put the effort in. And, and like, I went to Cal when, when we played Cal Roots a couple of years ago, um, just i remember well i ate like a i ate like a i ate some me and dandred ate some mushrooms and fucking we're like staring off into the trees and like we're both looking and we weren't sure i was like is that tree changing colors right now (laughs) (laughs) and he's like yeah roots it's changing it's fucking changing and like so we're like but those are the kind of like fun details where like Mm -hmm. you'll just be walking by something and and the lights just slowly changing you're just like is that real and it's just like like, those that attention to detail is you're absolutely right and i think i think um I I think that 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 matters in in like everything that you do is those yep. small tiny little details is what makes this whole picture this bigger picture and, and to skip those steps you you really are missing out on 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 on, 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 on what like what you said a loyal fan base because if you're only going to sell the tickets it's like okay i'm going to go buy the biggest names that'll play this festival throw them all on one bill and then make up millions of dollars you know like there's yeah you're, mm-hmm. you're you're missing out you're you're truly missing out on on what I feel, but, but then like, I, I don't like to, you know, cause I'm not, I don't like to be negative and I don't want to be negative, but, um, you know, uh, this, this world, you know, and this is, a uh, something for everyone. Like this world needs more people that have their own thoughts, you know, and their mm. own opinions, because what happens is, 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 there's too many followers, 
Like there's not enough leaders. We need more leaders. We need more people that 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 you know that make, can make their own decisions. Where just because you know I know you and we've known each other for X Y Z, you know however long we know each other inside and out, you know um, that just because you told me that this is the way that it is, okay, I'm gonna agree with it. You know what I mean? I just see that every day too much, mm. um, you know. And 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 people just need to to, you know, just because Joe Schmo is your best friend or your mom or your brother or your 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 you know <laughs> like doesn't mean that that they're not you know you have to look at things both ways like you 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 can't be closed-minded you know and and that and that and that brings us right back to where we fucking started bro <laughs> is how the fuck can you because like the way i see it is like how can you break barriers or or how uh, you know how can you get through how uh, how can you break barriers if you're putting up new barriers? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you have like, to make your own. You have to make your own judgment for something. So, you know, investigate it, research it. You know what I mean? Whether it's you know, you know, but don't just turn on Fox News and because the guy on the fucking sitting on the TV is telling you that the fucking earthquake was a six point one, fucking question it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Look yeah. on fucking MSNBC. Look on fucking um um uh, cnn look on you know what i mean look on these other channels and and see what they're saying and look on you know what i mean independent yeah. news channels and yeah. see and, and then make your own assumption exactly because you know you're closing off like closing off an entire group of people or closing off an entire avenue of information is only mm -hmm. going to keep you in restraints and, yes and, and, absolutely and, 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 and you're, you're just, just too, you're too you're too you don't want to open your eye you don't want to open the gates you know what i mean you're just shutting everything out and and you know and and i do that too when i get so passionate about something the way i feel about something oh yeah I mean, totally like, because like people are i i i just dislike not smart people <laughs> <laughs> right so, right i know that no. we're live here so i don't want to say anything you know oh bad, no we're not but, live you know, but I just, but i mean you know, that but, but it's all I mean, going you know, in but, yeah, no, no, so. but but to, but yeah, so. to not admit that uh, a good portion of of po the population are dum dums is just it would be ignorant on 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 a smart person's on anybody with intelligence behalf if you can't admit that a lot of fucking people are dumb and that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's just the way it is, man. A lot I, I of people are say stupid. It, bro. But you that's know? just the way it is. You know, like that. Like I mean, just like you can like prove it with numbers. <laughs> you know, like absolutely, absolutely, you absolutely can, and and you know, so I, I, my, my, my hats off to America. I know I'm going to continue to be, you know, um, you know, um, I'm going to make, I'm going to make America smoke weed again. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And, no, and and, and no, yeah. I love, but that's the thing. I love this country, and I love the people in it. And like, dumb or or super smart or not, whatever it is, man, we all we all deserve what we're making for ourselves right now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So so we all need to realize that we're in this shit together. And, and and it goes beyond our country, you know. It be it goes to the entire world, and I'm not trying to get all altruistic or anything, but but it really does it really does take 
it really is you have to take responsibility for your own shit. And then, yep. and, and and once you start taking responsibility for your own shit, you realize that other people recognize that. And what that does is it inspires other people to start getting their shit in order. And I see yep. it all the time. And, and and like and 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 I even see it in my microcosm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a if you start with yourself and you start by being open-minded and start by looking at other sources of information and and, and start understanding why you behave the way you behave and like really start because you know start really being conscientious of yourself you will inspire others to do the same and they will inspire other people to do the same and then before Correct. you fucking know it my god we're all in this great big circle jerk having a good old time but it's and that's why i think you know the root of a lot of this violence and the root of all this stuff is the media Okay. Absolutely. The, the media is is the number one culprit to America's demise. Okay, because in technology, okay, mm. technology is is killing us as a country. Absolutely killing us because the the information that is being put in people's head, ninety percent of it is false, and people. That's what I was saying, and now it's you know it's becoming political, and I don't want to be political, but it it it, it it's you know people no, need to understand like it's not, I don't know. No, I know America's I know crazy. you're I know you're not trying to go there, and it's hard not to, but it's uh but yeah it's, yeah well, so, it, it, well so it, America yeah hey you know what just make good decisions in the future and uh, you know just yeah. Tune in to J Rock uh, Live. And, and, and God bless you. God bless America. Okay? Well, well uh, I know. <laughs> no, for real, man, because. I and I'm sincere when I say that. It's like I, I love this country. I think this country is the shit, okay? But. I recognize that there's dumb people. I recognize that there's smart people. I recognize there's people that don't believe the same things I don't believe. I recognize there's people that hate me because of the things I believe. But 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 we're we're all on this fucking sinking ship together. So uh, we got to fucking figure something out. They're, That's why, like I tell people about the Trump. Like you might not like him. Okay, you might might not you know. But but he's your president and. And if you want to move forward in, in, in a country of, you know, you have to, you know, you don't have to agree with, 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 with everything, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you just have to, you know, um, um, you know, compromise, you need to, you know, but it, it, it's hard because like the way that, you know, it, politics is a, is a sore subject, you know, it is. a lot of people and it hurts a lot of people. And and makes it breaks up have families. It absolutely does. You <laughs> it know does, I mean? man. It, you know, it does. And but but it, the reality is, is is you know, I might not, you know, you might not like the president or or whatever, but you know, let's uh, let's all let's let's kill the pilot of of the plane. You know that we're all on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. it's true. I mean, okay. like yeah. to root to root against. The fucking leader of the country is to vote to yeah to, in front of all these other countries yeah okay? to to which already hate us yeah so it, it's it's <laughs> not gonna it's not gonna make it better 
It, all we can do, if you don't agree with what's going on, it's like, fuck, mobilize, bitch. Like, fucking vote. If you're not happy about Donald Trump being in president, well, guess what? If you stayed home last election, you're the fucking problem. You're Absolutely. why you're the reason why fucking Donald Trump is the fucking president. And I talk to these people now who are like, I'm not going to vote again. I'm not going to fucking vote. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You hate Donald Trump, but you're not going to vote against him? Go fuck yourself. That is ridiculous. So if you don't like the situation you're in, it's t- you got to mobilize and stop yeah, sitting there and complain. Right. Stop uh-huh. putting it or on you Facebook. Don't have a right, you don't have a right to say anything. I mean, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I I agree with that to an extent. I I think that people have the right to say whatever the fuck they want about whatever, but, 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 but like, if you are going to sit there and complain, but you didn't vote, you need to know that I'm going to swat you the fuck down. You know what I mean? Like, so you have the right to fucking not vote and you have the right to go on Facebook and complain about our fucking retard president, but you don't have the fucking right to fucking sit there and, 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 and bitch to me about how unhappy you are with things but you're unwilling to do anything about it Absolutely. so so go that's, fuck that's yourself. what i'm saying that's exactly right you know <laughs> what i mean so so uh god bless america yeah. god bless america <laughs> tune like in to j-rock live <laughs> well well j-rock man i really appreciate you coming on the show i i would um can you give people your website your facebook and just let people know uh, yeah where to my find facebook you? I don't, i'm working on the website right now actually it's going to be back up uh soon i got some cool uh shirts uh and uh cool collaborations that i'm working on um so that's actually uh we didn't touch on that but yeah you guys can look at it um the website will be back up it'll be jrocklive.com um, I still have the domain. It's just the site is down right now because uh, I'm rebuilding it. Um, but jrocklive.com. But you can check me out on jrocklive on Facebook and Instagram. Or check out the jrocklive. Or actually the jrock rockers. Um, that's rockers with a K. And, uh, um, and yeah, follow me. And, and, and you, know, you can find music all over the globe. Um, I do giveaways and stuff on my, my feed. Um, just because I'm in Arizona doesn't mean I can't get you tickets in Chicago, you know, so, <laughs> so, so, you know what I mean? So Resume. it's just a matter of, of, of who's coming through and, and I can make a call and put some cool people on and give them opportunities to, to, to see their favorite band or, you know, a lot of people live in different situations where, you know, they can't afford tickets to concerts they are expensive, you know what I mean? So that's why I like to just be a little Santa Claus every once in a while, help some people out. Yeah. Well, that's so. that's lovely, man. So. Well, I appreciate it, and I I can hear that you're in dinner right now, so I I don't want to <laughs> I won't keep you from yeah, the family. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate everything. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we speak Spanish good, right? <laughs> yes, that's um, right. That's perfect. And uh, so muchas gracias. <laughs> and and, and Poor uh, nada. thank you, Mike. <laughs> thank you, Mike, uh, for we speak English good uh, for having me on the show. Uh, shout out to uh, all his sponsors, uh, J Rock Live, and uh, um, um, yeah. And uh, do you have any sponsors you want to shout out on your show? I, I, I don't have any sponsors. <laughs> uh, this is no, right. I don't make money off this thing. At all all right. right, I, I pay well, money sponsors, for this. Yeah, thing. we're just uh, yeah. So shout out to his Alcoholics Anonymous sponsor <laughs> and uh, his grand sponsor. So. <laughs> Well, so. I, hey man, I really appreciate it, and, and again, thank you for the recorder, and fucking thank you for all, no problem all the opportunity that you've 
that you've given to the bands that I've been a part of over the years, man. You've been I, awesome. I appreciate it, bro. Like, I, I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll link up real soon. And, For sure. Um, and uh, hopefully we can uh, uh, get get some other bands that I know on the show. I can get them uh, Absolutely. scheduled. We'll, uh, we'll link up, and uh, Please. we'll talk about that. So That'd be great. Many blessings, everybody. Thank you for having me. J-Rock Live is out. <laughs> All right, man. Peace. Have a good night. Later. Later. Thank you so much, J-Rock. Again, go check out at J-Rock on Facebook and Instagram and support my man, the J-Rock star. Okay, I'll never fucking do that again. Sorry, J-Rock. You know what? I'm not sorry, J-Rock. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, Again, I, you know what? I want to uh, give a special thank you once again to, to J-Rock for sending my podcast recorder back to Ohio when I left it on tour in Phoenix. So again, thank you, Jeremy. I so much appreciate that. The, that this recorder is my life. For the podcast, that is. And <laughs> anyways, go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out the new album, 1018. You can go to our sponsor's website, ModedHellaModed.com, and, and go get yourself some uh, some fancy embroidered patches. Like I, I like the I Love Pogs patch that they have. It's a, a fat-ass white girls. Uh, the, it's a I Love Pogs patch. He has uh, herpes. Uh, <laughs> he has the Thrasher... Uh, it's the Thrasher uh, uh, insignia or, or font, but he put herpes on there. That's interesting. <laughs> Your mom is a Lyft driver. Um, what would Ja Rule do? Uh, shut your dumb ass up. All, ki- <laughs> all kinds of fun patches. Yes, but my favorite is the Wu-Tang patches because you can get them with like... Uh, I, I He's made me... the one. Uh, another Wu-Tang patch that I have is the Mexican flag with Bender. But he can't do Bender anymore, and we won't go into the details on that. But go to Moded, HelloModed.com, M-O-D-E-D-H-E-L-L-A-M-O-D-E-D.com. You can go to WeSpeakEnglishGood.com, check out the website. I update it sometimes, but you should definitely go and check out the Instagram, at WeSpeakEnglishGood. Uh, that's where you're going to find the tips and tutorials. Uh, I do anything from easy little, oh, I just burped into the microphone. That was very unprofessional. (sighs) God damn it. Anyways, you can find anything from, uh, let's see, uh, tips and tricks to tutorials, uh, uh, anywhere from the ukulele to the bass, to the guitar, to the piano, uh, I have a video up now of, uh, what is it? It's a, a jazz lick in C minor. It's doing okay. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. It gained me 10 followers. Okay. It's about a thousand deep, a thousand views. That's not too much, you know, but we're growing. The whole, this whole thing is growing again. So I, I do want to say that I, I really appreciate everybody keeping on tuning into the show. Uh, even after the back-to-back rerun debacle of July that uh, just did not go over well, 
at all. It took me a few episodes to get you guys back on board. So I really appreciate you guys listening again. Uh, like my ratings severely dropped and it was the reruns. I blame it all on the reruns. I'm sorry, guys. We won't do that again. At least not back-to-back reruns. I mean, that's just dick move shit, right? But you know what? I was on the road. I was on tour, okay? This is what happens. Life happens. I do want to speak real quick. I just got home from eating a lot of uh, chicken lasagna, which I know you're sitting there thinking, who the fuck eats chicken lasagna? And if you eat chicken lasagna, then you know my pain. Uh, my mom, it, it, we do a thing. My family does a Tuesday dinner thing. Right now it's Tuesday. Uh, and I just got home. The house is empty and quiet. Raina and Bishop, my son and my wife, are at play, pra- play, play, play practice. And uh, I'm just here f- finishing up the podcast for release for, well, for today. For you is today, whenever you're listening to this. But Tomorrow for me is the release date, which is Wednesday. So, I we just got done. I, I love these things, but I love these gatherings. My family is, uh, well, we're the type of family who makes jokes over dead bodies, freshly dead bodies in the hospital. Like family members will pass and will be in the death room making jokes across the bed where the dead body is displayed. So, that's the kind of humor we're going for. We we do tend to uh, our our jokes tend to cut deep, and uh, but it, it's good because it's a great way for us to sort of communicate our feelings, um, and, and sucking the weight out of those feelings uh, by laughing at them. Because ugh, fuck, man, sometimes family animosity gets deep. And uh, it's good to keep it light and refreshing. Even if it's deep-cutting wounds, at least you can get it out there and everybody can kind of laugh. Sometimes people don't laugh, though. <laughs> Sometimes people get upset. But that's just family. It's I love it. But anyways, I had this chicken lasagna, which was all just like this creamy white chicken sauce and cheese. And then I have to come back here and start talking into a microphone. So I, I, I kind of want to apologize for just like yeah. doing that the whole time for these intros because I'm so fucking full and cheese doesn't like dairy's not the thing to eat before you go talk for, you know, a, a moderate amount of time. So uh, I'm just letting you know that I had chicken cheese lasagna and a mouth breathing a little okay it happens it fucking happens um i also wanted to say that i'm, I'm kind of coming out of a, a depressive state i i've been sort of down and out my aunt passed away about a month ago yeah oh my god about a month ago like tomorrow and uh it was a very heavy loss for us she was a very private woman and so I, I didn't really talk about it a lot. I know I talked about it a little bit with in Bobby with Bobby Lewis's uh, episode, but um, I I actually had um, last night I had a rehearsal with the boys from from Green Acres session, and uh, it was really nice to have a bro down. Uh, and I realized that for the past month I've been just sort of locked up in my house, only leaving to do like gigs and. It's just been me and my wife, my son, and my immediate family. And I haven't really, 
you know, talk to my friends or, or anything. Like, I've just sort of been in this, like, depressive state. I gained, like, four or five pounds. I mean, I was just eating cheese and, and sweets. And just, you know, you, you, you treat your body badly and, and your mind goes with it. And uh, or you treat your mind bad and your body goes with it as well. Uh, body, mind, soul, all that shit, you know. Um, so it, it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks and probably has been and it's been rough for my family as well because it's uh, I, I tend to slip in and out of these phases and it's a uh, it's a. Uh, it's it's not it's not pleasant, you know. You wake up and, and like it's just like you don't wake up at zero. That's my thing right now. Is like I'm not waking up at zero. I'm waking up like mad or waking up sad or waking up just just fucking wherever the fuck. I just wake up and and that's where I'm at. And and whether it's like in a calm mood or in a very angry mood, it, it's it's very it's a very erratic situation and 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 the problem with me and i think that this sort of runs in the family is that we sort of take out our pro our 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 sadness and you know our depression and and self-anger whatever it is we take it out on, on on the ones that are vulnerable around us which happens to be my wife <laughs> you know so so it, it can get a little dicey when when dealing with these problems but uh, I, I maintained a healthy, uh, uh, I, I've been losing the weight and I've been not trying to eat sugar cause sugar just exacerbates the, the depression. And, um, I've been, uh, working out and, and, uh, just, just still like, even when, like, I know when I'm in a depressed state that if I stop working out and I just stop trying altogether, it only gets worse and it gets deeper and it's just self-destructive. So it's a very, <clears throat> it's very important for me to just continuously work out. And um, sometimes I don't even realize that I'm in this depressive state. And so I'm starting to come out of it now. And uh, I had this rehearsal yesterday with the boys from Green Acre Sessions. And it was just like a nice little bro out. You know, it was a good old fashioned bro down. And, uh, you know, we got nothing done. Nothing was accomplished, really. I mean, we did work on a song, actually. Actually, we did reformat a, a new song, so that was productive. But that was it, and the rest of it was just smoking pot and just talking, just about random stuff. So I, I think I think the point I'm trying to make here is that sometimes we isolate ourselves when we're depressed for whatever reason. Um... I mean, there was just moments where I just didn't want to leave the house. And, you know, and, and through this whole time, I'm conducting interviews. And and it, you can hear interviews being, uh, it's being compromised. Like, the quality was being compromised. And, and it's something where you sort of, especially when it comes to the podcast, it's something you kind of got to switch into a mode. And it's getting easier and easier to do that. But sometimes when you're in these really heady moods and, uh, like, you just come out of a... Like, for me, I'll go meditate in the steam room at the gym and I'll come out of that and, like, thinking that, well, this will be good. I'll meditate and then go and do the podcast and that'll be a great podcast. But sometimes you get in these heady spaces and then try to go, you know, have a 
semi-serious conversation with somebody and it, it and it gets rough so i'm not saying that the interviews that are coming out you know are, are going to be garbage or anything i'm just saying that for me i can tell a difference and and i perform at my best uh, on stage as well um and on the podcast at my best when i'm not in a depressed mood which makes sense but but as a professional you have to sort of snap out of that shit and get over it so it was really nice to go and be with people outside of my own family, outside of my just being locked up in the house and and just throwing yourself in work or, or TV or food or whatever it is. Just getting out and, and just sharing energy with other people, especially friends, because I love my brothers in, in Green Acre Sessions. And... It's just, it's just the isolation thing is, I think, is the biggest trap because you're in these modes and you just don't want to look at people. You don't want to make eye contact. You sure as hell don't want to talk to anybody. And the fact that, like, your family member, well, for me, the fact that my family members wanted things from me was just like, how dare you want things from me? Can't you see that I'm in a depressive state? And so it sort of becomes, um, I don't know. I don't think self-gratifying, but it sort of becomes this like it. Ter- I mean, because de- along with depression, for me, sometimes it'll be like this self-pity thing, which is so gross to me. I don't like people who sit there and be like, "Oh, my life is so bad." Blah blah blah. And it's not like that. That's what I turned into. But like, you start thinking in those terms, is like, can't you see I'm hurting? Why are you talking to me? Or why are you asking of me things that I just can't do because I'm so sad? And yeah, you know, like it's normal to get sad and depressed after you lose a loved one. And, and that's sort of what it was. But it, I was also perpetuating it by not eating correctly and stuff so i i kind of wanted to address that and i don't know anybody who listens to this regularly might be able to tell the difference between happy mike and sad mike in these shows but i don't think it will be but um it's uh it's a tough spot to be in man it's a tough spot especially when you have responsibilities and, and have things you gotta do it's a uh, you still you just got to work through that shit and and I was never one to uh maybe in my 20s there would be just weeks where I just would not leave my room uh you know like in California which was so I look back at it now it's like man there's probably been months where I just didn't leave my room and I didn't realize I was sad and all those months I could have been doing awesome shit like being in the sunshine and hanging out with people and and doing awesome things in California because California's California is amazing. I love California. So I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm doling out advice here, or maybe I'm just just trying to get some shit off my chest. But I I, I really found that going outside and and talking to friends, you know, really helped. And like, it's not like I can feel it there. There's still this low level melancholy or whatever lingering behind. And, and, uh, it's not nice, but whatever. Uh, but I can definitely tell that just, it, it alleviated so much. I remember when I was younger and I lost my first girlfriend, the first love of my life had left me and went back to her ex-boyfriend and it was crushing 
because I'd never, you know, I, I was like 20 when I first got laid. I, I was a big fat ass. I was like 300 and some pounds, but I lost a good amount of weight working. And uh, I lost just enough weight to get a first girlfriend. And and she let me fuck her, which was really nice of her because I was still like 270 pounds, like fat as fuck, just sweating on her. So, hey, you know, like I appreciate the ladies who let the let the big guys on, you know, let the big guys ride. And 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 uh, <laughs> God, that sounds so stupid. <laughs> but she uh, but she broke my heart. And I remember it was it was just it was such a horrible feeling where like I just felt like I was drowning and. Like, you could barely breathe. I remember just laying in bed, just like, uh, like I could barely breathe. It hurt so bad. And, I mean, it's your first love. I mean, it's your first, like, emotional addiction to somebody. And and I tend to get really addicted to things. So, um, it, it was tough, but... I remember, like, I was just, my buddy, me and my buddy used to hang out a lot, and, and like, he was a, he t- had a depressive demeanor as well, and so we were both in this funk where we just, were just feeling terrible, and I think he had something with his girl at the time, too, and I think they were, like, on a breakup, and we were just in these, like, these sad saps hanging out in his mom's basement. <laughs> Not only were we sad, sad, but we were fucking like losers hanging out in his mom's basement trying to figure out how we can get more weed. And I remember this dude who ended up being a piece of shit, actually, but he ended up coming over. His name was Chad. We used to call him Sad Chad because he was he was a comic. He was a great artist, actually. And I don't know what the fuck happened to this kid, but uh, he uh, he came over and he was so sad and such a sad asshole that like he sort of absorbed some of our sadness and like i mean it wasn't like he was like oh hey guys yeah the world sucks i mean he was but he was uh but in that moment he became um my wife likes to call it rose quartz because rose quartz is an absorber of energy and my wife can absorb energy from other people. People tend to say things to her or, or get things off their chest to her. And so she kind of acts as like a rose quartz and just sort of absorbs the energy and turns it into a positive flow. And so like in not so foo-foo of words, that's kind of what happened. He sort of absorbed that energy from us. And when he left, it felt like this weight was just like lifted off our chest, like we could breathe again and it's quite interesting because, like, I remember even talking to him, my buddy, about it. Like, wow, do you feel better now that Chad's gone? Like, or, or you know, right after Chad left, I was like, do you feel better? And we determined that Chad was so such a sad asshole that uh, he uh, he he took on our sadness for us, and uh, you know, did whatever with it. I don't know. So, I don't know. If you're in those modes, man, don't isolate yourself, man, woman, other. Don't isolate yourself. I mean, a little isolation is okay, I think. I mean, I mean, just... Um, when you're in those stages, it's just like, ugh, people, ugh, God, no. Ugh. It's awful, but, like, you got to push yourself out of there. It, it, you got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, and... It, 
it, it work past it or else it's not going to go away. It's not going to get better. You know, just stay active. And, and you know, what? a really helpful tool for me was work because I had so much work uh, editing some of these videos and that I was able to sort of launch into work and, and stay relatively preoccupied. But unfortunately, that also included like blocking out my loved ones. So that that's a slippery slope too. So definitely don't just shut off. Just, just, it's awful. You don't want to do it, but just go out there and hang out with some friends. Let them be your rose quartz. You know, that's what they're there for, God damn it. I mean, think about the times that you were their rose quartz. How many times did you absorb their energy because their girl cheated on them or, or uh, you know, their, your, their mom took the car away or whatever the situation may be, or they lost a loved one. You know, whatever the situation is, you know, you've been there for them, hopefully. I mean, if you maintain any kind of healthy relationships, you've been there for your friends. Um, and if you don't maintain healthy relationships, then I would suggest um, getting your shit in one sock. Uh, Jordan Peterson says start with uh, cleaning your room. Clean your room. Keep it clean. Make a schedule all kinds of stuff i would if you're really feeling like you don't have a purpose and your life doesn't have meaning and you're looking for that um you're in the wrong place <laughs> no i'm just kidding um I, I would definitely check out the jordan peterson 12 rules to live by or whatever the fuck it's called just google jordan peterson's book and there's another one called maps of meaning but i don't read it oh my god and i've been reading this other book called 21 lessons for the 21st century which if you're in the Yang Gang, Andrew Yang, um, this is sort of the book that sort of, uh, well, this is like a book that he references uh, in regards to the future of humanity. And uh, you, if you know anything about American politics, um, Andrew Yang is for uh, giving everyone $1,000 a month to... Um, to to uh, subsidize the impending mass layoffs of America, the mass job losses that are coming in lieu of automation and AI. Um, so this kind of goes into that. I'm reading his other book. His name is like Yuval something, but uh, it's really good book. But it also freaked me out a little bit, and um, especially because. You know, as artists, you think that your job is secure because you, you're used to, you know, job insecurity. Uh, as artists, anyone living off their art is pro is used to like we're you know drumming up the next bit of business, drumming up that next gig. You know, it's a it's a hustle, and so I thought that man, I'm really preparing myself for this. But then he started talking about how AI is just gonna start writing music better than humans and shit. And I'm sitting there like, fuck, man. <laughs> What are we fucking? What are we gonna do about that? So uh, I, I, I highly suggest that book. So I've gone on long enough. I think next week we're either having Abby Sarabia, who is a local uh, rapper and singer here in Toledo, 
or I think it's Tim Felton. Either way, that's the next two. Tim Felton of the Surefire Soul Ensemble. You guys heard me talk about him all the time. So uh, I think it's either going to be him or Abby Sarabia. So uh, mm, we'll see. <laughs> we got a lot of good shows coming up. So fucking stay on the feed. New shows every week. Uh, it should be like that for a while until it's not. So anyways, I'm going to go. You guys, uh, stay, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Okay, guys. Stay uh, stay happy. Or stay content? I don't know. Just stay up. Alright, love you guys.